The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, make it 65 to 24 in the last eight games at Kauffman Stadium that the Royals have been outscored by Detroit. Make it three and seven against the Tigers this year and 0 and five against Detroit at home. And a conceding of the division tonight on Clubhouse Conversation. Welcome in. It's Davo on your dish. And I told you last night it was a bit too early to concede the division and but I told you the Royals had to split the series. Guys, it's just not going to happen. We're not going to win the division. That's the bad news. The good news is I'm not conceding the playoffs. I'm not conceding the wild card. But the ultimate goal is to win the AL Central, as it should be. The ultimate goal is to not have to play into a, you know, the ultimate goal is not to play 162 games to get into some stupid one-game playoff. Genius idea there, Bud Selig. I like the second wild card team. But can we not do a best of three? We play 162 to get to one game. And that's what the Royals are playing for now. They're playing 162 to get to one game. Because the Royals are now six and a half back of Detroit, and they're eight back on the loss column with 70 games to go. And 70 games, yeah, it's a pretty good amount of the season. But, guys, we have to pick up now basically a game every eight games the rest of the way. And that's the, the series is not over yet. I mean, there's a pretty damn good chance we're going to lose one of the next two minimum. When you've got Bruce Chen going against Justin Verlander on Sunday, you won't have Kane because of his legs on Sunday, day game after a night game. You won't have Gordon. I mean, you really think, you know, possibly Brett Hayes catching the day game after a night game? I, I don't know, guys. If we, if we don't win Saturday night with James Shields against Porcello, I think there's a pretty good chance we get swept. And if they get swept in this series, you go into the All-Star break at exactly 500, you're probably going to be four and a half back of the wild card. At that point, you got to you know, get a little nervous about the wild card, too. But, you know, we'll worry about that when we get there. But, I mean, how many games like this can you lose this year? We're going to give you a stat here in a second that's just going to freak you out. So... Like I said, the Royals are basically, you got to consider them eight back at Detroit. Detroit's played so many less games than the Royals. The Royals are eight back in the in the loss column. That's probably about what they actually are of the Tigers. And like I said, there's still two games to go. Now, the other thing that becomes an issue, and the other reason I'm conceding the division at this point, well, a couple of reasons. For our sanity, guys, the Royals are having a good enough season and are in it enough where we should be enjoying the season, at least some. And we're, gonna, we're not going to enjoy it as long as we're trying to catch Detroit because we're always going to get let down because, let's be honest, Detroit is a lot better baseball team than the Royals. If we're as good as the Royals' rotation is, I still would take Detroit's. You've got guys like Annabelle Sanchez and Max Scherzer and Porcello and Verlander and Smiley. I mean, the Royals have a damn good rotation. I love our rotation, but, I mean, that one in Detroit's even better. Now, our bullpen's a lot better, but their offense is a lot better. I mean, it's just – there's just – I mean, the, the, there's no it, – it's just not, not a comparison. We're not in their league. And that's no diss. We're not trying to be negative here. We're just trying to be realistic. So let's let's try to remain positive the rest of the season. And to do that, we're going to have to forget about the Tigers. We're going to have to worry about the wild card. Is that the goal? Absolutely not. Is that acceptable? Not really. Not in a year, eight and a half, a date and more. And, you know, the Shields trade and on and on. And guys, key guys in the last year of a deal like Billy Butler, who you've grown up and hoped he'd be a part of the guys that led you to the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we've gone over that so many times. But. The other problem, so that's one reason I'm considering the division. Well, the number one reason is they're just a better team and we have no chance of winning the division. That's number one. But number two is sanity. Number three is a loss column. Number four, one team's going to go out and make trades to get better. One team's going to add to their bullpen to make that strength, or sorry, that weakness better. 
One team might even add a bat. I mean, that's that's how stacked Detroit's going to get. And the other team's going to keep signing 38 to 42-year-olds off the scrap heap. And again, that's no knock. That's just the, the way it is right now. Detroit's in a much bigger market. For whatever reason, they've got a lot more money to spend. The Royals are maxed out pretty much where they're at. And you can't criticize David Glass too much this year, guys. I mean, he's out spending the majority of, of small and medium markets. The Royals are just about in the middle of Major League Baseball. They're not far away from being in the middle as far as payroll goes. So, I mean, Dayton Moore's got enough money this year, in my opinion, to get the job done. I mean, look at the Oakland A's if you need any proof of that. Look at Tampa Bay in recent years on and on. I mean, so the Tigers are going to go and get better. They're going to make a move or two. The Royals aren't. The Royals' moves are Abanez, Joe Saunders, Scott Downs. I mean, can you see this team going out and getting a bat? Who are they going to get? Even if they go and get Marlon Bird or something, who has the Royals and is one of those teams he won't go to, how much of a difference is Marlon Bird really going to make? I mean, yes, some. You don't stop trying to upgrade. I'm not saying that, but it's just, it's almost like you've got, if, if the bottom line is if Hosmer, Butler, Moose, Gordon, Perez aren't hitting for power, aren't hitting the ball in the gap, putting the ball over the fence, if they're not getting clutch hits, if they're not slugging the ball, you ain't going anywhere. You know, Marlon Bird might win you a couple games here and there, which makes a difference. But at the end of the day, we're eight back in Detroit. We got to forget about Detroit. So, you know, it's just kind of one team's got an American League 2014 offense. The other team has a dead ball era American League offense. And that's, that's a little harsh, maybe, but we're talking truths here in Clubhouse Conversation. We're not looking to hurt anybody's feelings here. We're looking to talk about what's realistic and focus on what we can do here as far as the rest of the season and break it down. So, Danny Duffy, once again, pitched his ass off. Uh, I'm proud of Danny Duffy. I'm so glad he's part of our team and our organization. Great kid. Him and Ventura are definitely something to be positive about, obviously. Guthrie and Vargas have pitched well this year. Shields has let us down a little bit, but that's a chance to redeem himself again tomorrow night. He has not done that the last couple of outings in Kansas City against the Tigers, where there's still carnage on the field from a couple of those outings. But poor Danny Duffy's now lost 2-1 to one twice to Anibal Sanchez this year. I mean... And let's talk about that stat that'll freak you out here for a second. When I say Marlon Bird wouldn't make a huge difference, that's true to a degree. But then again, if the Royals are losing games and they're giving up two runs, you have to think in one or two of those, maybe Marlon Bird would have gotten a sack fly or a home run or a double, hit a gap and driven in a run. So it does make a difference, guys. I'm not one of those guys that's going to claim. There's some guys, some analysts out there that will say, Oh, it doesn't matter unless the big five are hitting. That's mostly true in the big picture. But don't tell me that a guy like Marlon Bird versus Aoki or Dyson, you know, like tonight with a runner at third and one out, Dyson hit the hell of the ball. Yeah, but it was only the shortstop. You know, don't tell me Marlon Bird maybe couldn't have elevated the ball and hit a sack fly there or gotten a hit. On and on. There's so many other games this year. There's not been nine times this year where the Royals have given up two runs or less and lost. The Royals have lost nine games this year when they gave up two or less think about that for a second two runs or less some of those that give up one i believe there's what three or four of those were one run but for sure i can tell you nine games this year the royals have lost when they've given up two runs or less so yeah there's 70 games left but how many games have you blown so far this year you're you're, you're and you've got a big enough sample size where it wins this offensive surge going to come. Now, we talked before the 10-game winning streak. We said, yes, there will be a time this offense will start hitting. Even if it's a bad offense, you know, even if it's underperforming and it's not a good offense, there will be a two-week stretch where they hit and get hot together. We did say that. And with this pitching, yes, that's going to win you some games. 
but the Royals are going to need another one of those at this point. If, if, I mean, honestly, they've blown so many games this year. And almost winning those 10 in a row, you know, maybe offset some of those nine games where you lost two or less. But, I mean, you continue to lose games in Tampa this week where you give up two or less tonight. And you're 0-5 at home against Detroit. You're 3-6 and against them. You don't even belong in the same park as Detroit. The Royals should park over at Arrowhead and let Detroit walk in the front door. I mean, that's how much Detroit's taken over Kauffman Stadium and dominated us. And that's, again, am I saying anything that's not true here? We're not trying to be negative here, guys. But I'm also not going to BS you here. So it's it's terribly frustrating. Terribly frustrating. I went through, I started off with anger tonight, became sadness, and now it's just disappointment. You know, it just, you know obviously there's bigger things in life. For people like me and you, if you're listening to this, the Royals are a big part of our lives. Yeah, maybe that maybe that's sad. Maybe we just need to enjoy it as a hobby. We we do, but we also probably take it to a bigger extreme than a hobby. If you're listening to this right now, and obviously me doing this, it's just disappointing. 29 years without the playoffs, you're hoping like hell this is finally the year after eight plus years of Dayton Moore. You've had Eric Hosmer and Mike Mustakis getting all these at bats. You know, Billy Butler and Alex Gordon coming up together. Salvador Perez, another All Star. You've got the perhaps the best bullpen in the game of baseball. Certainly a top five rotation. And here you are, two games over 500, very likely going to be at 500 at the All-Star break or simply two games above. It's just disappointing. Very likely you're going to start the year one and six against Detroit at home because you're probably going to split the next two. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Tonight, a couple of things about tonight besides Duffy. Every single player on the offense came up with a runner in scoring position tonight. Every single player in the Royals offense came up with a runner in scoring position tonight. 11 hits for the Royals, 5 for Detroit. Detroit scored 2, the Royals scored 1. Royals only walked once. They were up there hacking again. Had a great first inning approach. Got Anibal Sanchez to 25, and then what, the next two innings? Saw something like a combined 18 pitches. And a very Royals thing happened tonight where you lost on pickoff throws. Of course, you in the third inning, who would have ever thought the winning run would score in the third inning when Duffy... Decided to try to pick off the runner at second. How many times this year have we seen a Royals guy throw the ball away trying to pick a runner off or balk in a runner from third? Can we just stop? Can we just pitch? You're so good at pitching. Why do you keep trying to get cute and pick guys off? You've got a great guy behind the dish doing the running game, throwing out guys, and you've got great stuff. Just Especially Danny. You've got great stuff, man. You don't need to pick off guys at second base. Just throw. There's one out. So you lose it on that, and then, I mean, you didn't lose it on that. You lost it on your offense, but technically you did lose it on that. Then you have Salvador Perez getting picked off and out on a pickoff throw. It's just a very Royals thing to have happen, where one doesn't go your way and one does. And Chad Fairchild, home plate umpire, made a bad call on Lorenzo Cain's interference call there in the eighth. I mean, come on. You could probably call that 20 times a year if you wanted to. I've looked at the replays. There's, It's just... No matter what, okay, whichever team you're going for, you can make a case that it's the right call or the wrong call. If you're the Royals, the right call if you're Detroit or vice versa. At the end of the day, 31-plus thousand fans on a Friday night in a huge series in a game situation, do you really want to make some ticky-tack call? It's like calling traveling in the NBA. You could call it every freaking time. Hey, Chad Fairchild, do you really want that game to be decided in front of 31-plus thousand people? Off some technicality BS call. It's very judgmental. I mean, come on. The throw wasn't awful at second base. I mean, Kane swung. I don't even want to talk about it. The Royals didn't lose because of that call. I will say that. They had plenty of other chances to overcome that. I'm not going to blame the game entirely on, on Chad Fairchild, but he certainly contributed as well. 
It just kind of put more salt in, in, in the Royals' wounds. Tomorrow, it's James Shields against Rick Porcello. Your only chance at a win in this series, realistically, barring Bruce Chen pulling something way out of you nowhere. No Kane, no Gordon on Sunday. Bruce Chen against Justin Verlander. Good luck, Raul Abanez, Nori Aoki, Gerard Dyson is your power source in the outfield. Billy Butler with three home runs at DH. It's just, I don't know. James Shields needs to win tomorrow. He, he needs to, I mean, but it, does it really matter if James Shields pitches great? I mean, look at Danny Duffy tonight. Nine times this year, the Royals have given up two runs or less and lost. So how many more times can we say James Shields or Danny Duffy needs to pitch great? They are pitching great. How many times did Jeremy Guthrie not get wins when he was pitching great? It doesn't even matter anymore. It's just so disappointing, guys. I'm past the point of being mad. I just feel like I've had my head beat in for 29 years because I have. I'm 33 years old. I've been watching the Royals every day since I was eight. My first year was 1988. And literally, I've probably listened to or watched 130 games every summer since I was eight years old. And any, any player in team history, I can go back to any of these seasons and talk to you about them. Memories and seeing them on the road and collecting baseball cards as a kid and, you know, on and on and on. Moving to the East Coast and getting the extra innings package and telling people at work not to tell me what happened when I got working at night so I could get home and watch the game on my DVR and never know what was happening. Turning my phone off so people couldn't call me and give me hints. I mean, to the extreme, crazed Royals fan. It's just disappointing. I mean, this is what we get. The whole city of Kansas City, they deserve more than this. We're to the point now where we're trying to win a wild card, and you're eight and a half of Dayton Moore. Is this really what it comes to? Yeah, it is. It's real life. We'll see if the Royals can get one of the next two. That's what we're going to. At this point, I'm hoping for one of the next two. I'm hoping not to get swept at this point. Because tell me that either matchup really favors the Royals with this offense and versus Detroit's offense. It doesn't. I mean, being realistic, guys. Let go of the dream of, this, of the division, and let's see if we can sneak into that one-game playoff. Better days hopefully ahead. Who knows? Have a good night. Clubhouse conversation.